Oh, that's easy here. But <laughs> Oh, that's the question. Was that supposed to be hard for me? Was that just <laughs> Cuz you know what? It's been sitting in my heart all these years. <laughs> right there. I'm like, back to another episode of Gamble's Green Room. I'm your host, Mike Gamble, bringing you the people you need to know with the stories you want to hear. Once again, I'm joined by another special guest. This brother is another expat like me from the U.S. to Sweden, and he has been on stages himself. He is another dance company member. We're going to get into all that good stuff. He is making his name known. If you don't know, you're going to learn today. Talking about my bruh. Please give a warm welcome to Mr. Waldeen Nelson in the house. Mm, hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Ooh, listen to that bass line, y'all. Listen, 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 yeah. to that, listen to that Billy Dean is going on. <laughs> I had to drop it a little bit for the beginning. But <laughs> I'm drinking cold. 45. Basically. basically. <laughs> ah, what's up, Waldeen? Uh, how are you doing, brother? How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, yeah, I am. We just go and talk and yeah, tell it. the people about your interesting journey from, mm-hmm. I don't want to ruin it, but you have a very no. interesting, I don't want to say liberal arts background, but. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, but my little, like, now and then, yeah. then, when I found out about it, I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I let's mean, from start. Time to, yeah, absolutely start there. You know, I mean, even myself, sometimes I. Like just now, actually, before I sat down for this, I was on Instagram because I follow my uh, college on Instagram. And it's uh, today's moving in day for the new class, um, the class of 2025, which first and foremost made me feel old. (laughs) We are not talking about ages in years. How about that? (laughs) Right. But I was like, oh, wow, they're there now. But yeah, it was just it does seem like uh, a lifetime ago, but also like... um, yeah, I don't know. Like, definitely, like something that's like part of I consider part of my foundation. Right. Uh, but yeah, I will just start at the very beginning. It's yes. a very good place to start. <laughs> uh, so you are uh, originally from Brooklyn, New Brooklyn? York. Yeah, yeah. I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York. Represent- uh, look, look at here, bro. I, I, I see that. Do you yeah. know Sweden is the uh, largest consumers of Brooklyn uh, brewery beers uh, outside of? U.S. Because yeah. they want to be American. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're going to get into that it. as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's another thing. That's another uh, thing. But, but your yeah, family, but, yeah. But, but your family is Jamaican. Yeah, yeah. So um, both parents are from Jamaica, but I was born in New York City, raised in Brooklyn. Uh, only child, raised by a single parent, um, but like still from a big family. My mom was one of eight children so i have like 17 cousins and uh now i can say like i'm one of the younger ones so like all my cousins have kids now so if you can imagine it's just like yeah there's a lot of uh nelsons running around um, <laughs> yeah i uh just to get into like i so yeah i'm a dancer contemporary dancer uh but i got into dance sort of kind of late uh i think i was 13 with my first dance class um it was like 
in junior high school. I had some friends who were taking the class and I just thought it was cool. And I remember coming home and telling my mom about it and her making a face and being sort of kind of like, yeah, but no, <laughs> that's not what you're going to do. That's not what my baby's going to do. Um, for lots of reasons, like I think are rooted in just like homophobia, to be frank. And uh, I think even then she was just like, there's this like narrative of like when you're uh, a child, then, child of immigrants. That's what I was going to say. You're not going yeah. to waste your time with artistic pursuits outside of like piano, violin, clarinet. Mm-hmm. Like those things were cool because uh, they looked good on an application, but right. you were supposed to become a, a lawyer, a doctor, an engineer, mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. Anyway, uh, I so I remember I mentioned to her like when I was like in the sixth grade or so, and then like she wasn't cool with it. So I sort of kind of like backed off of it. And then I, I think I was like 13 or like, yeah, in eighth grade, I was like, I'm going to do it anyway. And I, uh, I think by that time she sort of kind of was just like, there was, she told me later that there was a, my music appreciation teacher, um, his name's Mr. Powell. She had mentioned it to him during like a, a PTA conference. Uh, and I think just sort of kind of really, this is like an older black man. And she like, I think was just really frank with some of her concerns. And I remember she told me that he was just like, Oh, it's not like that. And you know, if the boy wants to just stand, like, let him just do it, you know, mm-hmm. as again, we're just talking about one class, like, right. elective. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she, I mean, that was happening, I think behind the scenes, um, in my favor. And then I, I went, um, audition, got into the class and that was my first introduction to dance. And it was like, uh, modern my teacher um uh, miss she's now mrs miss uh i'll just say miss lonnie because everyone calls miss lonnie yeah but she's mrs lonnie maloney now she uh yeah was leading more of like a, a horton based modern thing and uh yeah it was just it just i just remember at the time it just being what all the cool kids were doing and so like a really? tons of boys want yeah so i never yeah so like for me my intro to dance was like all the like the cool uh guys were like also dancing and it was just like it became this thing because there's different um dance classes or dance elective yeah. classes you would have and so everyone was like competing to see like who would have the hottest or hardest like uh dance performance at the winter or spring concert and it was just like that's oh, I not be more normal. pirouettes than you. It's not, and I and I and I love I, it though. And this is this is in Bushwick. This is at Philip Scholar Middle School and in Bushwick in Brooklyn. And so in the late nineties, mid to late nineties. And so yeah, that was just how I came into it. And so there was no need, at least in that way, to like hide it or anything like that. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. I'm dancing, fine, fine, fine. And then I you know, it's time to apply to high school and I was having a good time. And I thought for a little bit about auditioning for, um, the performing arts high school mm-hmm. in New York, like the famous one, and my, basically. <laughs> and, uh, and my mom was just like, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> and specifically how it went down was actually that I, um, I, because there's because I, I had the this uh, exam for the these specialized high schools uh, that were like more math and science focused and let's say that was like on a 
Saturday or Sunday. The audition for the fame school was like on like a Thursday, Friday. And I remember my mom being like, oh, but you know, you'll be tired for like the specializes in. You don't want to be tired. I mean, like, you know, you know, and like dance, I mean, what do you know? And and just like, you know, planning DCs. And I, I knew what she was doing, but I, you know, you're also like 13. And there, I remember it being like this thing of like, so I, I technically had signed up for it, but I just didn't show up to the audition just to say in short. And I do the specialized high school exam. I ended up getting like into like the I ended up getting like a high enough score that I got into like the the best school. I, I have to say it phrase this way, but I was gonna sound like egotistical for a minute. I got into like the best high school in New York City, arguably called Stuyvesant High School. And There's so nothing wrong that, with saying you got into the best high school. But you know, it was just, I mean, yeah, I did. Yeah. There is nothing wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, hold on, hold on. We're gonna pause for a second. You've uh, been in, you've been in Sweden for eight years now? Not even uh six six a little over six now. Okay, don't listen. We're not doing that whole log on. I'm I'm not allowed to talk about myself thing <laughs> no, that even. we do here. <laughs> listen, you smart. Mm. You you got an education. I and did. You, you was a smart kid, so you got into the high school and that right. you did the that you did the things that you could smart with. I could be smart with right. I put my brain to work right. No, it's true. No, I got, so I got it. Yeah, I got into Cybersec, which was like a big deal. And I remember the minute my mom found out, it was just like, so that's where you're going. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I remember being a little, like being like, so what I did, I don't know if I didn't expect to or whatever, but it's also like, um, Stuyvesant's, uh, a big school, but it's over down in Tribeca. Mm-hmm. And so as a kid, a Brooklyn kid, I was like, all right. And I didn't know a lot of like my friends were necessarily going there. And I I think in my head was like, oh, maybe I'll get into Brooklyn Tech or Bronx Science, the other two specialized schools. But then I was like, okay, cool. I guess I'll be around like really nerdy kids. All right, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Again, you know, 13, 14, like these are your thoughts. Anyway, yeah. um, and I even like, but I was, I was a bit sad that I missed the audition for LaGuardia. And I remember friends that went, they were like, oh, you know, well, Dean, you should have went. Why didn't you come? And I was like, Damn it. And so I actually secretly looked up the late audition and I was going to like go audition on my own and maybe try to change like the summer before. Yeah. And then I think I had like a weird like sleepover trip to like a theme park with friends planned the same weekend. And then like it was like really one of it would have been one of those things of like me like sneaking out of the house like, it would have been a lot and i just remember being like are you really about to do this and experience the wrath of you know mama nelson and i was just like <laughs> and i was just like you know what i was like just go whatever like you know so i ended up going to starvacent and that was an experience um and uh, you specialized in this in high school it was in high school you didn't we didn't have to pick anything but like the the curriculum is very like natural science focused Mm -hmm. i took a liking to i was like i was a fan of all my science subjects but i took a liking towards physics in particular uh it's because of my my junior physics teacher miss nolan who was like amazing and who got me sold on like i mean if you if you spoke to me when i was like 16 17 i was like it's like i'm gonna go to the university of michigan like miss nolan I'm going to be a engineering major like her. Like she was like the young, cool teacher. 
And like she was teaching like an engineering um, statics and dynamics course. My my senior year, I ended up taking that as well. And I was just really like, okay, this is this is clicking. This is what you need to do. Mm. So actually, um, uh, I'll get to like what ended up happening when I ended up applying to school. But I'll okay. say in the interim, I so I started at Stuyvesant. I do my freshman year. Also outside of school, I was like a, on the swim team. So I was like doing that on my own. And, but I remember like after freshman year, like missing dance a bit. And so I, through friends, uh, found out that Miss Lonnie was teaching at a local school in Brooklyn. So I was like, okay, I'm here at Stye anyway and doing my thing. So my sophomore year, I ended up uh, going to, that place was called like the Charles Moore Dance Theater um, and joining like their youth ensemble and like auditioning to be on scholarship there and like, and, and it was really nice. And so like, I would take classes on Saturdays um, and I was still swimming other days of the week and I had my full course load. So I was very busy, Pause. but like happy. Yeah. Pause. You, you, were, you were a swimmer as well? Yeah, a swimmer and a lifeguard later on. Yeah, I did that too. Did, were you a competitive swimmer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Competitive swimmer from like 10 until... Almost like, I guess, 15, 16. And then I was just like, all right, I'll do it. Because I, I ended up saying to myself, I was like, I'd rather focus on dance than that. Um, this is very actually, interesting. Yeah. What was your event? I was always like free and, and breast. Like, uh, I, I think those are my, I think it would have been like, free was my best stroke. And then after breast, then back, and then fly. I was just crap. Fly is the most, any, I don't understand fly. It is the most inefficient it's that you're you're working against yourself like right. honestly. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw myself. Yeah, just like water. splash, splash, splash. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, but so, yeah. wait, so so then was mom cool with you uh mm. taking the dance classes because you were at Stye? Because you had your Yeah. At that point I already like, you know, yeah, like I, I think for her, she was just like, your academics are your focus. And so like that had been established. So um, you know oh, you want to go like to downtown Brooklyn and take a couple classes on the weekend? It's like, she she also really liked Miss Lonnie. Like she also like, um, I got to know her when I was in junior high. So she was like, oh, you're with Miss Lonnie? All right, cool, cool, cool. It's a good space, you know? And it was like, um, Charles Moore uh, uh, focused not just on like modern classes, but a lot on uh, dances from the African diaspora. So a lot mm-hmm. of traditional work. So yeah, it was just like, just good vibes. And I mean, honestly, it's like, I think about it now and it just, you know, what is it? Uh, it kept me from being idle and like getting into trouble and being foolish. So, cause right. I knew I had like class for all these hours on Saturday. So my homework had to get done Friday night or on Sunday. And it was just like, it just kept me focused. Um, and I think she was always would tell her girlfriend, she's like, you know, Dean's better when he has a schedule, you know? And so that was, just, and I, again, I had been doing like swimming before that and there's little league baseball before that so i just always liked having these activities mm-hmm. um anyway so then but then how things evolved from there was like i did my one year so it's like so now i'm 15 or so sophomore year and then going into my junior year one of my friends at charles moore was going to audition for the school at the dance theater of harlem but she was scared and didn't want to go by herself and she was like, oh, come with me. And I was just like, oh, okay. I mean, whatever, sure, you know. And then it was like fully like a scene from fame. Like yeah. we both go there and they, I had only been doing ballet at that point for like one year. And so they were like, everyone who's doing, been doing ballet a year or less to the left, everyone more than a year to the right. And uh, 
they had us do, you know, give us like, they gave us a class. And I remember like one of the teachers, uh, Mr. Naidu came up to me. He's like, no, I told you, if you've had more than a year of ballet to go to the right. And I was like, no, 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 I've only had one year. And he's, <laughs> and then, and then he looked at me and he like squinted his eyes and he's like, come here. And then like <laughs> separate from the group in another room, he was just like, he asked me to like tondu or do some things. And then he asked me to do like, I think like a double pirouette or whatever, which of course I was like hopping like crazy, but he like squinted his eyes some more and he was like, hmm, okay. And then, um, and then, uh, I don't know if it was like same day or so, but then, yeah, I, he offered me a full scholarship to dance to Harlem what? for the next school year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, off of my poor, poor, poor technique. All right. So then, oh, yeah. Hold on. Let, let me back up for the people. So, <laughs> Most people that have a ballet background start around the age of three. Not kidding. It is, you've seen it in TV shows and movies where the kids run around in tutus and blah, 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 blah. But it starts there. This dude started 10 years later. Yeah. And barely 10 years later. Yeah. Because mom was like, "Mm, okay, right. (laughs) You can do it on the side on the weekends. We're not really going to go into it. He gets a full scholarship. And you, oh, by the way, you need to go back and see the original movie fame with the real Mm. Leroy in it. Because Mm. as Waldine just said, this is in the movie, Leroy goes with his friend. He didn't want to audition. He just went with Mm. his friends to go and he stands out. Mm -hmm. You are living, mind you, you almost went to LaGuardia. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to start calling you Leroy. <laughs> I don't know if I get all that. So, so but, like Bruce Leroy yeah. from uh, from the uh, Bruce Lee. What was the movie? Uh, Enter the Dragon. Not Enter and the something, Dragon. something the Dragon, right? Yeah, something Dragon. Yeah. yeah, I feel like my older cousins always watch that, and I was like, "What is this going on here?" But yeah, Roger and I were just talking about it. So, like, my the meanest show, love. So I'm gonna let you get back to the story. I just had to bring that no, back in for no, people no. that to. <sighs> I'm just like, yo, screw yeah. you. I had to, I had to learn how to point my feet through all the years. You just like, oh, I'm just gonna come in, do a tandu double pirouette, and get a full on scholarship. No, no, no. Harlem. <laughs> <laughs> I will, I will, I will say this. Like, there, you know, there are things. Like now, I look back and I go, wow. Like it, you know, I, you know, is it luck? You know, talent. It's just also like being in the right place at the right time. I do. Right. I'll say, like, I have my mother's feet, and my feet do point even though before i knew what that was and yeah. so I, I think that like there are things that um uh this teacher might have seen they'd be like okay there's there's some potential there also like in general like you know they i it's always been my experience that um teachers are always encouraging boys to dance because you always there's always generally like a lack of us but um yeah, yeah but uh thing is like i <laughs> so i get the scholarship to, to dance to harlem which for me i felt like okay this is a really big deal um at this point now, I also like just to give you a picture. Like I'm, this is a uh, Waldine with glasses, uh, uh, locks, baby, like baby locks that are starting to grow. So like, you know, never really having to like, I really wear tights or a dance belt before. So like, just being embarrassed going in with my mom to the Capizio store and her laughing, being like, "Well, this is what you said you want us to do. And I guess you gotta wear the thing." You know, her just enjoying all of that. Me trying to learn how to sew my my ballet slippers, and what was great about the of Harlem is their, um, you know, the you know Arthur Mitchell comes from mm-hmm. you know Balanchine, so uh, 
it really was just like, it was four days a week. Uh, so this was uh, like Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. And then they put me in the, the level according to my age, not according to my talent. <laughs> so I had, so I was dancing with these, these teenage girls that like had been dancing since they were three yeah. with these teachers and had all the fierce technique. And it was so, you know, I don't, I, there's something about there's something like like a uh, uh, ignorance that is helpful in the beginning of dance when you just don't understand like maybe how bad you are or yeah. the work that's ahead of you and you're just pursuing it purely for like the interest and the love mm-hmm. because like I remember being intimidated and like being anxious before almost like every single class because you you know I had like my Russian teachers that were like trying to get me to like push my turnout and like these um I had men's class that was sometimes just two people it was always I can sometimes it was always just like me and the one other boy at, in the level and it was just so like I, I don't know if I would go through it again <laughs> but I got so much better in that in that sort of period of time but it was like I had a crazy schedule I remember like um just getting into physics but then I remember like going to school and try waking up traveling an hour and 15 minutes to go to high school and then like doing a full school day then traveling another 45 to an hour up to harlem what to then go do evening class and it was like usually like two classes and then traveling in an hour and a half back home and then on the a train heading home i would like be working on my i always use that time to work on my physics homework because i was like oh i like it so i'll, I'll do the i'll do the subject i like on the train that made sense to me and then like to come home to do all my other subjects as well. And then, you know, also on AOL Instant Messenger, like chatting with friends on the computer doing, you know, foolishness, but like not going to bed until like midnight, one, two in the morning sometimes because you have papers and things like that. Right. And just doing it over and over again for the whole school year. And I was like, so happy too. like, but like now I think about that, I'm like, you were working, boy. Like you, <laughs> but yeah, there was like mental, that was, was, boy. You were mental. <laughs> yeah, but just also like, yeah, and because then okay, so then to bring in, uh, so I also because I left this out. I also like my first two years of high school. I was on this my high school gymnastics team, so that was also <laughs> something that was happening. I was just doing a lot. I was doing a lot. I hear it now, and I'm like, oh my god, yeah, I was doing a lot. I yeah. thought. Uh, so I re- the reason why I'm not saying much, I'm just adding in little jokes here and there is because I was yeah. the same way. But dude, yeah. well, dude, g- gymnastics is what, what? When did you have time? Now I understand what people were talking about me when I was like, but when did you have time yeah. to do gymnastics? All right, yeah. so did, did 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 gymnastics replace swimming? Yeah. So well, so that so that's okay. I'll I'll give you the so like. Generally, it was like I can do school and two other activities. And so freshman year, it was school, gymnastics, and swimming. And then my second year, how did I do that? Inquiring minds want to know. But then it was like school. But yeah, gymnastics practice was like during the week. And then swimming was... Let's just move on. Yeah. So then I didn't do it. <laughs> you know, no, no, no. You know why? You know why? Different seasons. That's why. Ah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I was like, how are you doing it? Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, but then it was a uh, sophomore year. It was school, gymnastics, swimming, and dance. And that was too much. So then after that, I stopped swimming competitively. And then it was just like dance, 
and school. And then I started working on the weekends, my junior year into my senior year as a, as a lifeguard. Mm. Um, because like I, I had, oh, I didn't turn anything off. I, uh, had, um, a bunch of friends that like had done that and they're like, it's a good way to earn money. And I was like, you know, poor kid from Brooklyn. I was like, I need a little, I was working always in the summers, but mm. I, you know, the lifeguard job was like the good, good money when you're that age. And so I, uh, during the school year, there were, um, all like the, the fancy buildings downtown near my high school, they would have these tiny little pools and, um, uh, it was a an older classmate at Stye that like was like heading off to college and she's like, I'll just pass on the job to you. I'll just recommend you. And so then, you know, barely anyone would swim. These pools are like the square, you know, like maybe my like living room space, whatever. <laughs> but so I could really work on my um, schoolwork also yeah. during this time and just like listen to music. And do my thing. But uh, so came back to the dance uh, journey. So yes, yeah, so we went from Charles Moore to Dance Theater Harlem. And then I had auditioned before as well for like the youth, um, the junior division of Alvin Ailey, the, mm-hmm. like the Ailey school, um, and could barely make it past like the first cut of ballet, I remember. But then after my year at um, DTH, I was like, let me try again. I was like, I think, I think, cause I was like, I could do a double pirouette now, I can, <laughs> you know? And it was like such a, like a ballet intensive space. I was like, well, I was like, I remember being like, all right, just try one more time. If not like stay at DTH, like there's so much work there for you. Um, and, you know, the mm-hmm. room for you to grow and stuff. And uh, I did. And I was like, yeah, just, yeah, just make it to the modern portion and it'll be fine. And then I made it to the modern portion. And then they offered me a full scholarship. Uh, this would have been for my senior year for the junior division. I was like a fellowship student, they call it. That's what they call a scholarship there. So this is within four years of you starting to dance. Yeah, yeah. I, I did a like, it was really, it was really quite. But I was also like, I was so, I'm just gonna, like, like, I was such a nerd about things that I liked. So like, mm-hmm. you know, you talk about working on your feet, for example. I remember like being like a real, a real story. So like, it's Saturday or Sunday. I'm working my lifeguarding job uh listening to some old r kelly album you know and uh working on my physics like homework whatever but also like like pointing my feet and like and like and then like taking breaks and then like thinking about concepts and working on my porta bra and also like thing i love about physics especially especially in high school physics it's um you're focusing mostly just on like Newtonian stuff. Yeah. So it's um, objects in motion. So I love how that correlated to like ballet in particular, or just mm-hmm. like turning, conservation of angular momentum, projectile motion, jumping, things like that, friction, things like that. So like it felt so relevant for what I was doing. And, and, and you know, and so I, I was like geeking out and all that. Um, so everything was sort of kind of, it was related. It was all. It was related, yeah. And it was an um, and I, and it was obsessive. I remember also like um being with friends uh, <laughs> and sitting in Barnes and Nobles uh, and they used, there's this really big I forget the name of it but this really huge black and white uh, book about ballet that breaks down like all, every step mm-hmm. into like these beautiful photo photographs and we would sit there like reading like like gushing over how the beautiful the dancers were but also like practicing also in the Barnes and Noble, like looking crazy probably. 
so yeah, it was like that type of energy. So like, yes, it was like a lot, but also it's like, well, what else are you using your time to? <laughs> you know, you're, not play, you're not playing video games, so you might as well right. be decent at that. But yeah, so then um, I started getting into, so yeah, I get into Aliens. So I was like, okay, so Aliens more, this old school building was like, it's right behind Lincoln Center. So it's more Midtown. So I, I was ex- excited that I didn't have to travel as far for class. It was a lot more intense. So instead of four times a week, it was going to be six days a week. Oof. Yeah, because uh, we it was always after school, five days a week, and then like all day on Saturdays. Uh, plus I had to work. As like a professor student, you have to like work for, for the school. So either in the office or assisting classes. So that mm-hmm. also had to happen. Uh, and it was my senior year. So it was also like, you know, you're applying to college and everything. But I, I was just like, keep adding on the layers of just. It was a lot. A lot. It was right. A lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a lot. But uh, the thing came out to the hair, they, because I got, they offered me the scholarship. They're like, congratulations. So uh, we'd love to see you here, you know, in the fall. But without that hair. Wow. Yeah. Because uh, Ailey's, uh, I don't know if, if the policy still exists, but at the time it was very like traditionalist. And so they were like, yeah, you need to, um, they're like, well we, need, well, we need to see your beautiful face. And we just can't see it right now. You know, we just, we just need to, we just need to, it to be, it just needs to be. And so like, and I remember like uh, Tracy Inman, bless him. Uh, he's one of the co-directors of the school mentioned it when he offered it to me and i was like okay cool 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 and before i left the building that day he's like so the next time i see you that'll be gone right right okay wow yeah it was like (laughs) yeah that's that's like mom so yeah no (laughs) (laughs) but it was like one of the things like i remember like being sad about it but i was like but the hair's gonna go i'm not gonna say no to this opportunity Mm. you know like i was already you know, I was already like envisioning myself there. So yeah, so then the hair got cut. And then, and then not had, to, yeah, I'm sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say that I had an, a, a beautiful, amazing senior year, got the opportunity to actually perform with the company at City Center during their season there, which was like... With Ailey. With Ailey, yeah. There's a piece um, called Memoria that students, selected students are, are asked to, to join to... Yo, this and you get paid a little bit. In four yeah. and a half years... <laughs> went from swimming and gymnastics to performing and physics <laughs> yeah. to performing with Ailey. That needs yeah. to be noted. Like y'all need to, again, most people that have a dance trajectory similar to this started around the age three or four, four is even late, really no. two to three years old. As soon as you can start walking pants, you're like, you're going to be in dance class. We're going to put you in ballet. This dude started at the age of 13, where typically most male bodies are really coming into form muscularly already. So you're sort of working against yourself. Yeah. But your body was just innately ready to have this. And that is super, like, strong J, bro. <laughs> Thank you. Strong J. Get uh, it. Yeah. I think I think I had a, I think I had a pliable body. Like, a, yeah, because there, mm-hmm. there are some things that I, yeah, I remember, like, I had to work for, but the it was like I just had to be like strong suggestion for the body, and then. <laughs> <laughs> the quick question I was going to ask was, yeah. um, the hair wasn't really a thing for you, but hmm. actually, I can't even actually scratch that because you made your decision. I was going to say, hmm. uh, do you feel you would have wanted to stay with Dance Theater of Harlem, but? 
Ailey was a better opportunity for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I mean, there's also like, there's a, I can speak briefly about what was happening mm-hmm. behind the scenes, but before I touch that, I mean, for me, I, I, for me, like, yeah, like, how do I say this? Dance State of Harlem was like so amazing and so like cool in its own way, but Ailey was like superstar. Ailey was like glamour. Ailey was like mm-hmm. Oprah. Ailey was like right. cool, <laughs> you know? And like, I felt like DTH, I'm trying to describe it as like how I saw it then. Yeah. DTH was just like serious, respectable study of like technique. Mm. Um, but like all the cool kids were at Ailey. So like, uh, uh, you right. know, and all, all the fierce dancers were at Ailey and like, yeah. and they had the technique, but they could also, you know, and so I, and I, mm. and I had a modern beginning. So I think I always like, was like, oh, but I want to come back to that in some way. Um, mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, but yeah, if I hadn't been accepted to, uh, also, I, you know, I remember also as a poll, like there were, there were men dancing at Ailey and I didn't really, they weren't really, I mentioned that one other boy mm. was in my level and we were like sort of kind of in the second highest level. So for me, it's like, I, you, you, you want to, you want to model yourself after people around that age, or at least that's what I was, I think I was right. craving. And I knew at Ailey, it was going to be surrounded by a whole bunch of boys and men and mm-hmm. things like that. So that was um, another poll. I will also say um, the background of that is in 20, 2020, yeah, 2004, I want to say, the company of Dancy at Home actually folded. So, oh. so like, so it was like right after my, so it was actually like, I did my year and I remember like, if I came in early enough, I could see the company rehearsing and that was super inspiring. And then the next year I was at Ailey, but like in that time, uh, because of financial reasons, like all of those dancers and their prime, like were out of the <laughs> job. Cause I think it started off as like a hiatus that just like lasted for many, 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 many years. Yeah. Uh, so I, it was sort of kind of like uh, serendipitous that actually like transitioned to a space that had a functioning company. Mm-hmm. And in a sense, Ailey was like expanding and growing. Cause um, also in that one year I was there, they moved, but they had a whole campaign and like um, to build their new, facilities where they are now at 55th and 9th Avenue, which, mm-hmm. which at the time was like the largest dance facility in the nation. And it's like this beautiful, like glass box and like Ailey logo everywhere. And yep. really had hit, hit their stride and sort of kind of like finding that balance between, you know, artistry, but also like being really commercially viable. Mm-hmm. But that's like background stuff. Yeah. Okay. So what uh, did mom, yeah. what, what was mom's thought about dance now seeing that you're getting all these scholarships yeah and these opportunities yeah Yeah, i think you know again academics always first with with uh miss janet nelson but i will say that ailey was just even getting into it because you know every black family knows alvin ailey like you might not know the first liquor thing about dance or dance technique but they all know you know alvin ailey or alex haley or whatever Mm -hmm. they want to call it uh (laughs) and so we had already there was like a family friend that had gotten us tickets to see the company like years before like like every december it was like her like christmas gift to us mm-hmm. so yeah you know i think you know, also it's like another like predominantly black space my mom was like down with that and yeah so when she was like i think when i got into that she's like i remember her leaning back and being like you got into alvin ailey okay okay <laughs> <laughs> like she was impressed you know and then I think for me, it was super special when I did get to perform a memoria at city center, because like I had 
uh, some family members like came into town and like they all like got like a row and like my uh, high school guidance counselor who I'm still close with to this day like she like brought her family because it was like a really proud moment and I think my mom was just I think when she saw me like on stage and it was just like yeah. oh, okay okay and then it was like um from then on definitely on board and I think she saw it as that she recognized that it made me happy mm. and so even on one time like I remember like you know going into college or so and like we'd be talking on the phone and I don't know if it was like just if I was feeling down or sad, but she'd always be like, have you taken any dance classes? You should take a class. Like it was because she was like, I know that this is oh. your thing that helps balances you, you know? And, and I think, yeah, I think it was something that always balanced me. Cause I always had like my academic life, but something mm. else to go and like vent and express and, 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 and learn other things about myself there. So, and I was going to say that's, that's dance in a nutshell, that it is that release. It is that emotional mental release of just living Mm -hmm. that you have the opportunity through everything else that happens in your life. When you get in the studio, you get to, and that's why, that's why every shitty dance movie has that scene where the lead character gets angry and they go into the studio and they have the best solo that they ever had. They're sweating, they're doing all this stuff and they walk out and they go back to normal life because that's what happens. It is literally a release for us to maintain everything that we're under pressure with, no matter what, no matter if you're full on artistry or your combination of artistry and academia, it is that studio is always that release for you. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's full on catharsis, I think. And uh, I, 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 will, I, will, I will say also, I think that um, it still took me time to recognize that for myself. Mm-hmm. I think there was like just a long time. It was like, it was just what I did. But when it was absent, then I felt it, you know, like mm-hmm. then it was like, I was like, ooh, we need to put that back in. And yeah, yeah being able to articulate for myself why I was important came later. So now we're now we're in our senior year of school at yeah. ALA. So now we got to start thinking about colleges and everything, university. Right, right. Yeah. So I and in short, what was happening, like I was like, my interests were all over the place. And so mm-hmm. I... Um, I applied to some conservatories and I applied to some engineering schools and I applied to a liberal arts school and I applied to, you know, and, and like, I just sort of kind of like went like this yeah. <laughs> uh, in a way of being like, I'll see what happens and like mm-hmm. let the path decide where, you know, cause I didn't want to like have to choose in that particular moment. And I remember I got into yeah, we'll go into like where I was considering. I got mm-hmm. into Purchase College. Um, I didn't get into Juilliard. I got into because I remember in my head I was like, if I get into Juilliard, I can I'll go for it. I remember mm-hmm. that was being a thought because then I could justify it for my family, being like, right. no, 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 this is like the best, and like we gonna you know Purchase is an amazing school as well. But just to say, and then I also got into a really interesting program at NYU. Um, it's a school called the Gallatin School of Individualized Study where I would have created my own major. Mm-hmm. And they were really interested in me as a candidate because like I had this dance and physics background. So they were like, okay. I was like, yeah, I want to do something combining the two. But they were like, you know, you'll figure it out after you go. But NYU is expensive, famously. Mm-hmm. And then and then the other two that I was considering were it was Haverford College where I ended up going. And the University of Michigan, I got into, they had this, 
special thing where I so I got I applied to the engineering school and was accepted and then I because of Miss Lani. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no. Well, the the dance school because of, no, Miss Nolan. You're thinking of Miss uh, Nolan. For, sorry. Uh, yeah, no, it's good. Uh, but I got into the dance school because of Miss Lani. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and I would have. And actually, if you spoke to most people, they all everyone thought I was going to go, and I think I thought I was going to go to University of Michigan and do this five-year thing where I would have graduated with a bachelor's in engineering and a BFA in dance, but I would have been taking classes also every single summer Mm -hmm. just to squeeze it into five years. And it had only been completed successfully once. And I remember talking to that alum and I was like, oh, but are you, are you dancing now? And they're like, no. And I remember being like, oh, okay. (laughs) And she was like, yeah, you know, honestly, it's like, it's an amazing opportunity but what happens is it gets so hectic that people end up just choosing one like they just mm. they, they drop the the dance as a major as a major and they make it a minor or they drop engineering and mm. i was like oh i don't want to have to i was like i didn't want to have to choose and so i left that so at the in the end it was between um haverford the small tiny liberal arts procedures but small little tiny liberal school mm. near philadelphia Bryn Mawr. or university well, yeah, well, and yeah, and Bryn Mawr, well, Bryn Mawr became a factor because Haverford had going for it, had Bryn Mawr had a dance program, Swarthmore had a dance program, uh, small dance programs, not like, I'm just going to say reputable in the way of how I would think of it, because I didn't know anybody who made it out of these spaces and right. was dancing at the Ailey's or the Martha Graham's or, the, mm-hmm. you know, these major companies, but people who are creators and in their own right and beautiful dance makers. Uh and but I got a full scholarship to Haverford. And so then, you know, here comes family again, mom being like, So you're going to Haverford? <laughs> <laughs> and because at, at Michigan, I got like a lot of money. You know, I always got money at different schools, but it, it would have been a little bit of loans. Like, you yeah. know, like I think Michigan it would have been like five thousand in loans a year, which is like mm. not bad. But still but, enough. Um, but still enough, especially now how I think about it. By the time you, you don't know, oh God. when you're 17, 18, you do not know what debt is. You have nope. no understanding of what <laughs> it is. Zero clue. On a page, it is like, it is a modest hobby monopoly. And you're signing bits of your life away. And it and I wish, I don't know. I, I mean, I just wish it was different because it's, it's so unfair that we do that in the States to like our young people because yep. it is like. It's a anyway. trap. It's a trap. It's a trap. It is it's an the- absolute trap. Anyway, so, so I so did you get a scholarship for dance or for academia? Full scholarship to Haverford. No, so what Haverford has is like it's a uh, there's a scholarship called the Ira Reed Scholarship named after the first black professor at um, at, at Haverford, mm-hmm. and it's offered to all students, all black students, black identified students. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what it all it does really is just says okay. We'll look at your financial aid package and we'll take all of your loan, your loans and replace them with grants. Mm. So it's all based on your need. Mm-hmm. So, but again, poor. So I had like full need. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, in a sense, it just like made it all like a full ride because like I was, otherwise I would have had some loans to go to Africa. It's a very, very expensive place. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and that, so it was, it was a scholarship based on my acceptance, but also based on my racial background technically. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. But I, uh, chose Haverford cause I was like, oh, it's closer to New York. Philly has a, there's Philodenko, yep. you know? So I was like, okay, like it's near what I know. Cause I was such in the Ailey bubble at the time. And, uh, at Haverford, I knew I could major in physics mm-hmm. and I knew people who would like 
And then Swarthmore had an engineering program. So I was like, I take some classes there. And I was like, okay, maybe I'll just do like an undergrad in physics and then like go to grad school for engineering. Or we also had like other things. And I was like, oh, I'll make it work. And I can minor in dance and still keep up with, you know, and that seemed responsible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, and, that, and that's where I went. And so then I was uh, full on with my science courses, uh, dealt with um, first difficulties academically being like, oh, like, oh, you, oh, I, ha- oh, I have to actually study. <laughs> there's not, uh, there's not an A-train uh, physics homework session happening there. No. no. And <laughs> And I mean, all the schools, you know, I was always challenged, I would say, I think, but like, didn't know, didn't know how to, this is the thing that also like, I think, quote unquote, smart kids fall into this trap. You're told that you're capable of smart. So you don't ever learn how to ask for help. Right. Yeah. Yes. So and you, and you're not, so. you just don't know, because I was always a kid. I was like, no, I'll figure it out. Because I always yep. did figure it out. And so at the end of my freshman year, my grades were not where I wanted them to be. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was, uh yeah, because like, no shame. I was put on academic probation, yeah. <laughs> which was like so. How do I say? It? For me, it was just like, <gasps> like right. <laughs> the the uns like I was like me, like me bad at like I was like not, and I remember like that for <laughs> me sh- shook me to my core, and uh, and I was embarrassed. I was so embarrassed, and I remember, and it happened partially because I was doing a lot as I've mm-hmm. always been doing a lot, and so I was just like. I'm going to get this physics degree done in like three years. Cause there's a, you could, a thing where you can maybe do it in three years and then graduate a year early. And I was like, let me just wrap this up. Boom, boom, bam. Let's, just, you know. And I remember like my advisors, I was being like, you know, you don't have to like, it's okay. Like it's it. And I was like, no, 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 it's fine. It's doable. I'll just, you know, there's a little bit of sleep. And, and Yo, uh, the similarities yeah. between our academic stories right now, yeah is because uh, I went I went to a school in Philly as well and I was studying fashion design but I always wanted to dance and they had and I went I chose that school over uh, FIT in New York because they had a dance program so it's like oh I can my, I went to Drexel right yeah of course yeah yeah so I was I was deciding between Fashion Institute of Technology and Drexel Drexel had the dance program I was like okay I could do both oh mm. I can study fashion design and I can do design and merchandising. Oh, and I can minor in marketing communications <laughs> and I can minor in dance. Oh, and we, and Drexel was on a uh, quarter uh, system where we went to school all year round. So mm, I had all yeah. my summers. So everybody's like, you, you know, no one has ever done this. It's not really advised. Cause it's like, no, but I can do the electives here, but I can do that. And then the layer on it as well is you don't ask for help because you've been doing this for so long that you think that asking for help, you're not as worthy of the accolades you received before or the scholar. So like you take, oh, on, yeah. you, t- you take it's, on it's, so it's so problematic, but yeah. And then of no, course, absolutely. and then of course my sophomore year as well, I was based on my, one of my scholarships was like, if you don't get your grades back up, you're going to lose this money. So I was like, wait, what? Hold on. Hold on. What? Because yeah. what we're not yeah. going to do is pay with my money. <laughs> Right. And then, and then right. on top of that, of course, you're trying to have a social life and everybody knows me, I am Mr. Social. So mm-hmm. I missed all of this. I'm on student government. I'm, I'm still doing sports. I'm work. And it's like, you just keep piling it up because like, oh, life is great. And then you hit that crash. You're like, you hit a wall. No, yeah. absolutely. Overachievers like syndrome, I guess. Like it's, it's this <laughs> thing of like, 
Cause it, cause I'll be honest, I didn't even feel like ambition. It was just like, and you know, and I remember hearing things like, well, that's never been done before. And I was like, and I'll, and I'll, and that is, that is a recurring thing, but we'll get back to that. Yeah. But for me, <laughs> challenge accepted. Right. The, the, oh, <laughs> I love it. Nothing more when somebody's like, like I'm a procrastinator. I'm a pretty lazy person. Mm. I would say, but you tell me, oh, well, then you can't do that. I'm like, oh, really? Watch me. Right. <laughs> You have just given me the fire and the flame. Because, you know, as I'm passing that finish line, I'm like, and you said what? Right. Like, I, 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 what, what, what you had said before about right. that? Nothing okay. brings me a, like more joy. Anyway. But yeah, so did, didn't know to ask for help. And then, yeah, I, I, I was scared. I remember the feeling when the academic probation came about. Because, you know, you have to like meet with your dean and mm-hmm. then like, they all your professors the next semester are notified that this student's on academic probation. So then yeah. you have to have these check-ins, which just to say, shout out to Haverford College for being like, we're not going to let any of our students fall through the crack. Mm. So it's like, it really, the whole energy from everyone was always like, this is to support you and give you what you need. Like if you need more, if you need to see a tutor, like, and I remember hearing it being like, there's no shame in this holding. It happens to a lot, a lot more people than you think. Like, it's totally like, don't worry about it. But, but you know, but work, you know, stay focused. But for me, it was just so embarrassed and so shamed. Um, I remember being like, oh, okay, well then physics isn't working. I can't do this. This isn't happening. I'm not going to be one of those stories um, of like this poor black male who couldn't graduate in four years. And I was just like, you know, so I got really like practical about it. And I, and I wasn't connecting so much admittedly with, um, uh, my, cause again, small school. So the physics department is also pretty small. So you're, mm. you got to meet the head of the park department and like in your freshman year, like they're teaching your intro courses. And that was like the course I did sort of kind of bad in. And again, again like being embarrassed and being like, well, now I'm going to try to like still do this thing anyway. So I was just like, what interests you about physics? Um, and I'll, I'll touch back on my, my application for University of Michigan. What I, okay. when they asked, they were like, why do you want to be an engineering? I was like, engineer, I was like, oh, I want to, one day I would hope to like design roller coasters. Cause I was Ooh. like, <laughs> again, 17, I'm like, sure, this is cool. Yeah. And so anyway, uh, the part about design, I was like, I really want to be at the part of creating things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, so at Bryn Mawr College, our, our, our sister uh, school, mm-hmm. Um, they had um, a program called the Growth and Structure of Cities, um, which was this like interdisciplinary major um, where one could focus on like architecture or public policy or urban education or historical preservation or like it was just always looking at the built environment, urban spaces. But it, again, it sort of kind of harkened back to like the Gallatin School's thing of like choose your own adventure. Uh, and I think that was uh, fitting for someone like me who had such diverse interests and was pulled in, felt pulled in multiple directions. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So then my second year, I remember I came in sophomore year first day and I still had like all my core physics courses technically pre-registered and I like had to go and like just change radically. And then I was like, yeah, I'm going to go do a cities major and this dance minor and and I got my grades right back up and I was like, let's mm. get off this academic probation. And I was like, yeah. not gonna. I was like, I was really like, <laughs> yeah, I was really like, mm, that's not going to be me. That's not going to be my story. Um, but before I continue, I want to ask you, what about you? Like what, how did you solve that moment of the, the scholarship being like, Oh, Hey, Hey, easy. You might, you might lose us. It, it, 
same same thing. I think it's also that mentality of that story of being the black boy that mm-hmm. you don't want to be that story of, oh, we gave him an opportunity, but he couldn't finish. So it was like, no. Nah. And actually, my lacrosse coach is the one who was like, bruh, what happened to your grades? I was like, what happened to my grades? He's like, we were actually pulling on you to keep the average of the team up. And what is this? And I had dropped so low. I was just, I was, wasn't that I was parting, but my social life had really overtaken more than the academics because Absolutely. being social is so important to me. Plus I was, yo, I was still trying to do cheerleading. I was still trying to run track. And this is in universe. This is at college. I was still trying to do cheerleading. I was still trying to run track. I was still doing my dance minor. I was still with the lacrosse team. And they're like, yo, you need to hunker down and figure out what direction it is. And once, and like you said, once I found out what my path was with dance and then being able to uh, really concentrate that my electives from one counted as the requirements for the other. And then those electors that I was able to better adjust everything. So then I had my direction to go that way that I wasn't just trying to push through and be like, I'm going to be the first person to do this. It became really, uh, not structured. Yes, but strategic, strategic. Yes. Thank you. That's exactly what I wanted to use that. It was like, all right, we're going to pull this from here and I can cut and I can cheat the system that way. To maintain mm-hmm. that I'm still doing this with this way, and then I get to have everything done, and then after that, it was golden. <laughs> I, I, that, I mean, pretty much the page out of my book. That's pretty much what my story was like. Because I, <laughs> so we have like distributional requirements. Mm-hmm. I was like, I in my first semester of freshman year <laughs> had finished all of my natural science requirements and my quantitative requirements because I was so like gung ho, mm-hmm. and I remember like even. When I pre-registered, my advisor being like, you don't have to. And I was like, well, I'm going to do it. So, <laughs> and I did it, however. And, uh, but when I went into cities classes, you know, my, my major advisor, when I got, was assigned that person. I remember them being like, oh, wow. Like you've already done all the pre stuff for architecture. So you're like really in good. And so I was just like, and it was, uh, you know, I felt, it felt like a pat on the back and I was felt mm-hmm. really encouraged. I was like, oh, I figured out the system. Yep. Um, cause I'm probably gonna say this later. I'll just say it now. I still, cause it was happy. It was, it, I felt it from so many different places, like both at school, my own internalized fear with my mom, mm-hmm. with my friends from back home. Uh, I remember a, a friend being like, asking me about my grades and I was like, oh, and she's like, yeah, like all, all of y'all, like all of yeah. us. You know, this, is, this is another black person, but they're talking about like black males in particular. We all went off to different schools and we were doing poorly. And she and her being like, what's happening? What is that about? Because, again, went to the best high school in, in New York City. Like, did it not prepare us? Mm-hmm. This thing about social thing. I also was being like first time only child grown up in the way that I was raised with my mom. <laughs> It was like letting the cat out the bag, like, you know, having access to like alcohol and all these parties and just like having to really like create my own schedule. But no one was ever going to check tell me like, hey, that's yeah. tailless enough. And also, like, I don't know if there was a way around it. I had to like learn on my own or just like my first semester, like every weekend I was out at a party because it was just so exciting and new yeah. and like and I my. Uh, conclusion from all that is like I wish that I did everything the same but I took a year and I didn't go to school and I just lived you know and mm. got to get those things outside when I was in undergrad I met 
other kids who had, you know, either like more lenient parents, didn't grow up in such a like a religious family, but like had their bouts with the alcohols and the things like that, maybe a bit mm. younger. Um, and so they were like a bit over it or weathered by the time they got to right. like, when it mattered in a, in a way. And so they could handle the temptation and be like, I'll just do this or just say no. Right. Um, and for me, it was just so like, it was such a push just to get to a nice school. And I, and it was a bit of like, no, but I deserve this. Cause I, I earned it, you know? Right. But it, but it also isn't, it is, you know, college is like adult summer camp. Yeah. But it it's really one, is. And it, and it, and you can, and you can, and I know people who've like partied way more than I did and got better grades in the beginning and stuff. But I think, you know, it's just like about doing it in a smart way. And I wish, I wish I, knew better but then also i don't i don't know no regrets i mean like i like i like, i had fun i learned a lot like i was you know. just about to say it, they're yeah. all learning experiences yeah um i would i do it again probably would yeah. i change it probably i don't know because what happened then got me to where i am now and yeah. i don't think i would be where i am now if had i not had those moments of mm-hmm. epiphany self-education and realization because yeah. There's because there's another layer for me that I just realized that I actually never really wanted to go to college university. Mm. I was always I was always intellectual growing up. So it was expected Mm. of me that I was going to do it. And then I'm the youngest of five. So I was just it was like for me and the family for my mom was like, oh, Michael's going to do this. Michael's going to do this. Everybody thought I was going to go to dance school. I was like, no, I know how to dance. Why would I go to dance school? Mm. I want to be a business person. I want to be a fashion designer. I'm going to do this. Mm. But. I never really wanted to. So in that, as you said, being summer camp with no one really pressuring me to do what I have to do, what I don't want to do. It was that, that layer in it as well was like, well, uh, oh shit. Now I actually have to do this. I'm like, I can't back out from this now. There is, I don't want to disappoint my mom. I don't just want to, I don't want to disappoint my family, nor again, do I want to be that story where, oh, he couldn't handle the pressure Poor little black boy. Oh, he has he has all this skill and talent, but he ain't gonna do nothing. So again, yeah. there's so many uh, subconscious and intricate layers, or intrinsic yes. intr- intrinsic layers yeah. in what goes into our decisions from the time we're teenagers into our adulthood that we don't realize are yeah. pushing us a certain way into a certain factor and why we want to do things that way. But again, I don't I don't think I would change my experience whatsoever. It's 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 so much like other people's projections as well like yeah <laughs> which is just like oof i mean i'll say this. i wish i could go back to my younger self and be like just shake myself and be like i know you're gonna do what you're gonna do right. <laughs> but like and that's fine but like that whole shame bit leave it all. like then yeah. do it then do it and be full in it and and, and just rot and then because once it's done it's done right and this this is won't last forever. Both the partying, both this space, this academic mm-hmm. space, or anything like that. I I do wish I, I'm I'm not wish. I'm curious if I had just stuck with the physics though. That's been something that has like time time. I'm like it's, it's no one said I couldn't do it, but it felt like I said I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. So going back to like me being <laughs> like a challenge, I'm like sometimes I'm like I just want to prove to myself that I could have right uh rather than being strategic you know yeah um what you know and that's the same and that's the same thing with me with fashion design i realized that i wasn't unless i was lucky enough to like get financially backed i would always be designing for someone else 
So yeah. this jacket, even though it's from Zara, is my design. No one ever know. And I would never allow someone to profit off my back while I'm still struggling. So that also helped me like, okay, we're going to switch over to, <laughs> yeah. we're going to keep yeah. it going. Yeah, absolutely. So you ended up going into uh, the city and urban yeah, it's development. It's a, it's a mouthful. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, say, <laughs> no, I just want to get it right. I want to get it right. It's- no, no. I just want to say, like, as we're as we're about to do this, is like, and this is and this is sometimes like a thing that I I I don't I don't regret like because I love my major, but also it's it's a challenge about <laughs> what I what I declared because it's called the growth and structure of cities, ah. and the first people's first reaction is like, wait, what? And I think when branding oneself after mm-hmm. undergrad, you want an anthro, you want an English lit, you want yeah. a biochem physics, you want a pre-med, you want a religion major, you know, you know, you want humanities, you know, mm-hmm. and, and the major, the beauty of it is that it's undefined. So you can just define yourself, right. but then you have to define yourself. Mm-hmm. And so I was, just, you know, we used to say cities for short because it's just easier. So mm-hmm. I was a cities major and I concentrated in architecture. Cool. Technically. That, that so, actually sounds logical to me. That okay, it, good. It, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, of it's, because yeah. it's about city spaces and like their yeah. growth, like architecture is part of like, that's just. Yeah. 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 No. And it was, uh, it was an amazing experience. Uh, I, uh, through having that major, I got the opportunity to study abroad in Copenhagen, which is my first experience in Scandinavia. Hey, yeah. Um, and just to say, also, I another beautiful thing about where I went to school, um, the dance department at Bryn Mawr, they had um, a scholarship for summer dance study, mm-hmm. which I applied for every year and always got, and I used that to fund uh, study at Jacob's Pillow going back to Italy for a summer mm-hmm. training with David Parsons one summer and uh, I fell with Danko another summer, I think. And so as I was able to keep my dance training up because yes. during the year I was, um, there were some semesters where I wasn't dancing at all. There were some semesters where it was just like two ballet classes a week. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I remember being a bit, not stressed, but being like, Ooh, I'm not, I'm not, you know, because I, I had friends that were at the conservatories and they were literally doing like 15 classes a week, you know, and I was just like, okay, I'm not keeping up. But in the summers, I could sort of kind of, because I would be these these spaces where I was with these same conservatory students yeah. and I could go, oh, okay, oh, we're doing that now. Oh, I should be able to be here. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Mm-hmm. And I could get a little preview of like what was expected of me. And then also I got to save my body a bit because mm-hmm. I can say now the uh, benefit of like distance like you you see a lot of stories of these kids they go out the wazoo and but they go to these four-year programs and in a sense they pay to dance instead of getting paid to dance because they're learning Ah, yes you know and uh and it's it's different case by case but then some some of them like have these injuries and then they graduate and then they don't really dance professionally Mm -hmm. and some of their best years are then so i you know, especially now as I've gotten older, I've had like little mm-hmm. things, like knee things or whatever. But I'm like, sometimes I think that would have might have reared its ugly head if I was like in a really super intense thing from the right. beginning. 
have been driven have been driven and pushed through it yeah driving the body into the ground versus allowing it to get a little more uh mileage so to speak right so yeah. when i came in at 22 with my first job i was like a bit like you know fresh <laughs> was everything. your was your first job uh with the company or mm-hmm. was it yeah just- it was yeah it was uh so one of my good friends uh lily she she was a uh she had been at fordham university and their bfa program through Ailey. Mm-hmm. and we i remember her texting me she was like hey dean um she just got hired by Ronald K. Brown Evidence yes. Dance Company. And she's like, Ron's looking for boy, working for men. You should come through. And I was in the midst of writing my thesis, mind you. And I remember being like, what? And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, this thing of a location being helpful. Mm-hmm. Philly's only two-hour bus ride away. So right. I remember one weekend in October, I like get on the Chinatown bus and I roll my behind up to... Um, midtown to, to do this evidence audition and all i known of ron's work is what been through the ailey company but i was mm-hmm. always like a fan and, um and i do like the two the day or two day audition or whatever and then it was one of those like he kept everyone at the end and was like okay i'll email you held me and he was just like hey would you would you be able to come in for like to like take class with the company and like some rehearsals and i was like oh, i'm so sorry sir like you know i'm i'm writing my thesis now i don't have time to because i remember being at the time already being like are you gonna pay for my travel and he was like no and i was like oh are you gonna pay for my time in the rehearsal he's like no and i was like well yeah no i'm i'm gonna finish i'm gonna thank you though you know i remember just being like very like this is worth my time i don't have that much money to be anyway uh but i said hey look i have you know winter break is like a month off mm-hmm. and i was like i'll be around will you be and he's like and we found two weeks that worked and and he's like, yeah, yeah, come in. I was like, oh, cool, cool. So I just go and do my thing. And it was nice to just meet the other people in the company and in the rehearsal space in Brooklyn. And then, you know, I'm trying to look good and do my thing. And I'm just, two weeks go by. And then at the end of it, he's like, hey, let's let's just chat. And I was like, okay. And then he's like, yeah, I'd like to offer you a contract uh, starting in June. He's like, he's like, when do you finish? And I was like, oh, I graduate in May. He's like, okay, then we'll start you in June. And I, and I had a job. And this was, so this is like, yeah, Christmas time. What is that? 20, 2000 and four yeah because i graduated no no 2008 because i graduated in 09 yeah and so it was like a bit surreal because it was just him like just how we're talking now just being like yeah, yeah. so i'll see you in june and i'm being like and i'm being like do i is that, <laughs> do I, do I sign but you know my friend lily was in the company and so i remember her like i was like lily he said this and i was like should i have and she's like no no that means you got the job and i was like but the, like should i have she's like no no don't worry about like the paperwork will come later and I was like, okay, okay. So, so I remember going back to college and being like, so I think I just got a, a job, a dance job <laughs> in New York. <laughs> That's really funny because one, you really could like, not that you were dismissive about the come and take class with the company, but you really could have been dismissive. Like, uh, child, I ain't got time for that. I'll, talk, I'll see you at the next audition, blah, blah, blah. But the fact that you're like, hey, I have this month off. He's like, yeah, let's take, let's take, let's take that time. Because as you said, he was going to email everybody else, but he had already known apparently Mm. that he he wanted to see how you fit in is what it was. Yeah. Like now I see that. Yeah. (laughs) Right. At the time I was so like, like, Oh, cause I mean, writing a thesis, (laughs) it was so stressful for me. Young and dumb. Young and dumb. dumb. And also like, yeah, I just remember being like, the reason why I was a bit like, I don't have time because I was so stressed out about writing the thesis. Uh-huh. It was like, it really consumed me. 
And I was just like, child, this little, okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like, cause I, I was just like, I don't, you know, I just, and I, and I think my mind, I was like, okay, like maybe I'll, I don't even know if I had like a plan with dance. I just knew that I was like, finish your thesis and then start working on building a portfolio mm-hmm. to apply in a year for uh, architecture school. Like that was what my, my focus was at a little bit. And I was like, you know, and so I went to audition. I remember like just throwing together my resume uh, a bit. And yeah, maybe I would have auditioned for like some like more Broadway things just to see if anything would happen. But I was like, Mm -hmm. have your backup plan. And even when I started with Ron, I think I was so like in awe of the whole experience. It was like really special, but um, not going into too many of the details. But like Mm -hmm. there was a period after a year where he was, he had a meeting with me and he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm just not sure. Oh yeah, yeah, and and me oh. being scared to like not having a job and like you know I'm like renting an apartment and I'm just like oh my god oh my god and dealing with the stress of that and then at one point it was like yeah okay maybe I don't know if it was after two years it was like yeah I think maybe no after yeah after one year this happened and then he was like oh we're starting a creation but I'm gonna but you know I'm gonna put this is how you phrase it, I'm gonna put. I mean, this is maybe spilling too much tea. No. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> but <laughs> this is the dance. I know, but also this is the dance world. And right. he, was, he said I was going to put you on furlough for six weeks, six months. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I was oh. unemployed for six months. And I remember around that time I started to work because I was like, okay, well, I need to start saving money, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I need to start figuring things out. So I started working at the Trapeze School of New York because an old friend from high school was had like, got into trapeze and was one of the managers and so we were on the gymnastics team together so he was like hey come through like come uh, you know teach and i was like i don't know yeah. if i know he's like you'll be fine <laughs> and like gave me like a, a one-week crash course in like trapeze arts and i was like after that like doing that whole things for like for like uh, maybe a few months like maybe two three months tops but yeah how the hell i'll put that on the shelf because then what happened <laughs> let me tell you because it was oof. uh there was like it, it got pushed to a point where there was like uh we because we yeah there was like a showing with some students and even though i was in the company i was asked to like dance in the showing as well and it was like very like transparent that it was like this was like almost like a re-audition with me there's another dancer who we enjoyed at the same time he was also in this position and then i guess they thought i growed had grown a lot or he had finally recognized that i'd grown a lot and then uh i remember forget out at applebee's in Greenwich Village, she was just like, was like oh, I want to talk to you. She's like, you know, I just really appreciate your growth, and uh, I'm not going to put you on furlough. I'm going to keep you on. And then I had, I had my job back, or I was continued, or... Wow. That was my first job. Okay, how long How long total did you stay with Ron? Uh, just under two years, because okay. what happened in the end, and I was there's a project uh thing called springboard dance montreal that i wanted to go do in montreal yeah yeah and it's it's like i don't even want to call it summer intensive because it's more about uh creative artistic process and it's more of a networking event thing mm-hmm. for uh canadian american dancers to meet at the time i felt like more international yeah um companies and creators things like that and I knew so many people had gone there and like gotten other opportunities. And so because I had already had that experience with Ron being a bit hot and cold with me <laughs> or, or, you know, me not being a good fit or whatever. Uh, I was just like, well, it would be good to like 
even while I'm still working here and, and evidence is my focus to start bringing in additional work. And uh, yeah, long story short, I, I got the okay to take some time off to go do springboard. Mm-hmm. And then he came back and rescinded his okay. But what? I had already, but I had already, I had already moved on. It wasn't even me moving on. I was like, I had put money into it. I had invested time and money. Like, so I would have lost some money. Mm-hmm. And I was, and I, and at that point, that was like the final straw for me. Uh, mm. So yeah, I mean, oof, to be, you said, we say young and dumb, but young and bold also like just being yeah. like, oh no, like this, you crossed the line. It's a boundary. And I'm like, no. I was like, and I, and I remember I went and I, he was, I met with him in my final conversation with him. And I, and I was like, Hey, thank you. So, 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 so. Cause he, in a sense, he called me one time and was sort of kind of like, Hey, well, um, I was like, well, I, I, we agreed that I could go, but he said, yeah, but I, I need you for this tour. Cause there's a tour that had come up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, but I, well, we had to cut an agreement. He's like, well, if you go, you won't have a job to return to, or do you still want to go? It was something like that. Wow. And I remember being like, I was like, well, and I remember being so mad, but being like, can I think about it? And he's like, yeah, of course, of course. And, uh, and I like, I called my best friend and my mom and I was so angry. And I remember I was just like, cause I texted him. I was like, Hey, can we talk I, And I went to, I was like, we're not going to do this over the phone. I'm going to yeah. talk to you face to face, like man to man. And I, and I got there and I said, thank you so, so much for the opportunity. I don't know who would have given me another, he'd given me a chance. Like he's like, I will always be forever grateful for that. I was like, I will be going to Montreal. I still feel committed to the company. If you change your mind, I would love to come back, but I will be going to Montreal. Yeah. Peace yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like, like I, cause I was just like, that's crazy. And I was like, I, and yeah, there's a thing in dance of like, I'm sure, you know, like it's the, feeding like, the line, the power play, you yeah. know, that happens and dance is ultimately never having any power. And it was just not, learned a lot of things there uh so i went to montreal with no job and literally like my last little bit of coins uh danced there for three weeks um and then was offered a job for a project-based company in montreal thank god uh with flack and so that started me being outside of new york Mm -hmm. and then also i started working with camille brown uh, because i had we'd gotten to know each other Cause like a lot of my friends in the company had been working with her. And so I was always like at the rehearsals, just like off mm-hmm. to the side. And she was really sweet. She's like, you can learn the stuff if you want, but you know, but she knew I was dancing with Ron. And, yeah. But then when she heard what had happened with Ron, she was just like, I remember her coming up to me. She was like, she was just like, Hey, we're going on this residency thing for three weeks. That was a couple months later uh, to make this new work. I don't know what it's going to be. Uh, are you doing anything? And I was just like, I had just been working like in retail so i was like no no i'm free and she's like oh, do what you want to come and i was like yeah 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 and then that ended up being this work called mr tolly rants which ended wow up you did that the whole country and yes win- winning a bessie award and it ended up being this like really magical powerful i can say like i feel like i changed as an mm. artist with working with her and, and the whole cast at the time and it was my first time working with a dramaturg and like being a part of a real like original creation from the ground up first time using text on stage and you know Camille's like always like has like a her hand one hand in like concert dance world but also in Broadway so it was mm-hmm. just like I think the theatrical sensibilities that we were exploring yeah I just felt like I was I just remember feeling like I was growing so much and then yeah and then I also had Flack this um company in Montreal which was like at almost like a Cunningham back you know background or basis and i mean it's the, the creator did and 
And then I sort of kind of started me freelancing because then I was like, I was hopping from thing to thing. Mm-hmm. And then other jobs came in and then I was like, oh, I'm going to Vancouver. Oh, and there's going to be this creation in Seattle, this other person. And then it was like for three, three, four years, I was just like, when I was in New York, it was like staying with friends mostly. There's lots of couches. It wasn't that glamorous in that way, but I was working. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a period in there that like I didn't have any work for like six months and then I ended up staying with my um, guidance counselor like she opened up her home to me god bless her because I was just like I don't know what I'm doing and then and then more work came and then in that time I was like oh I'm gonna go to Europe but then I decided to I know I'm skipping through it but it's just because it's 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 so much (laughs) but I'll just say that uh that time, those six months, I stayed with the uh, McCrae's. Uh, it's Jan McCrae and Melvin McCrae. Uh, it was so key for me to like really take a beat, do the research to find out where in Europe I wanted to look, even though I didn't mm-hmm. end up going that year, and like start making connections and starting to sketch out what that might look like. So even though when I took the other work in Canada and around, um, and ultimately the long-term prospects of the other work sort of kind of fell through, I could then regroup and go like, remember that European tour you said you're going to do in 2014? You're going to do it now in early 2015. Okay. And then that's how I got, and then it was in that uh, audition tour that Gothenburg happened and I was offered a job for a year. And then I've just been here. Dancing, 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 dancing. Welcome, welcome to the Gothenburg family, Gambleberg as we call it. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, how many com- how many companies did you do on this audition tour of Europe? Uh, scheduled. I was supposed to audition for three in Sweden. I was supposed to be Skånes, Gothenburg, and Kolberg, and mm-hmm. then which are the three major regions in Sweden. Mongo, yeah. Gothenburg, and Stockholm. <laughs> Stockholm, right? Yeah. And then there was like, and then it was, a, I think, it, then it was a bunch of like privates that I was trying to organize, like taking mm-hmm. class, having the director come see me. Yeah. Things like that. I mean, I'd been to audition for things in Europe before, I auditioned for Sconus before, two mm-hmm. years prior. Uh, there was a trip to Harnason the year prior. Like, so, because I, whenever I would be on tour with the Canadian group, in somewhere in Europe, I'd always ask for time off to like go visit places. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of, uh, uh, how do you say, research and like scoping the scene out before. I mean, right. even Gothenburg, I had come to visit Gothenburg in 2011 on for a week just on my own, just to just to take class. Is that when you were doing uh, your internship in Copenhagen? Your, your, not your internship, no. your study abroad. Your study study abroad. abroad. No, that was, that was three years later. So I studied abroad from January through May of 2008. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh. heard heard of Gothenburg, but like Sweden, I'd only been to like Malmo. And yeah, was right <laughs> I was like, that's the huge, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then, and I know I the you know the the company in Copenhagen, Danish Dance Theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, this all is everything's really connected. I had seen that company perform at Jacob's Pillow in two thousand and six, so that was part of the reason why I even wanted to go to Copenhagen because I was like, uh-huh. oh, there's this amazing company there. And then I remember some of the dancers that I had seen in 2006 were no longer there. And I remember asking the other dancers, like, oh, where are they? Because I was taking morning class with them. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, a couple of them went up to uh, the Gothic Ballet, as it was called at the time. Yeah. And I was like, oh, what's that? And they're like, oh, it's really, like, fierce, upcoming company, like, blah, 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 like, north of here. And I was like, oh, okay. 
seed was planted. <laughs> but, but didn't know. I was like, mm, that's cool, whatever. And then, so it would, I, I, I just did this mentorship thing recently um, uh, through um, that Camille organized. And I was mm-hmm. trying to explain my journey and that's what I'm doing now. And, and, and I, and I just wanted to keep impressing to my mentee. I was like, nothing just happened. I couldn't have like, um, drawn a straight line, mm-hmm. but it was like, I think when I announced it, I was like, Oh guys, I got the job, you know, in Gothenburg. Oh my God. And you know, it's a huge deal. Uh, and, and, and I'm going to be moving there. I think a lot of my friends were like, yeah, of course. Cause I, <laughs> I, I, I think I came back from, even my experience at Copenhagen, I was being like, oh my God, guys, Scandinavia is it. Like, it's it's the shit. Like, this is, it's like, life just makes more sense there. The way they organize mm. the society, like, you know. And uh, and I think I just kept, it just kept coming back up, you know? And mm. I, I think that's true for a lot of our journeys. It's like, it might not, you can't see it for yourself, but like, you're constantly like, manifesting things, right. you know? Yeah. And then, and then it is just timing, you know? But if you're there all the time, you know, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. Like all these type of things, like right. Then, then, then you're ready to seize the opportunity when it comes. So. What? Uh, yeah. Which out of the number of auditions and uh, privates that you were setting up for directors to see you, what number was your Gothenburg audition? That's a, so it was it was second. It was very early on. Really? Yeah. So I had I landed in Europe and. The Netherlands, because my good friend Marlena and her husband Marin, mm-hmm. she's she's they work at Introdance uh, Theater there, and so I sort of landed without much of a specific plan. But she was like, "Yeah, just come here, get your bearings. You can take class here, whatever." Mm-hmm. And so then I was like, a, maybe two weeks of me like really slowly being like, "Okay, where are you gonna go before?" The, and then I went to Sconis, which I was actually I was like, because I made it to the last cut in Sconis. A year or two years prior so i was mm-hmm. like this is the one i'm gonna book yeah and i got cut earlier the second Ooh. time and it was the weekend before the gothenburg audition and i remember just being like okay well the one you were gunning for the one maybe you were in my mind that sounds like best suited for did it take you and gothenburg was just like this amazing company. And i was just like i'm just excited that they even invited me i was just like whatever and then on top of that, I get like the weirdest like 48 hour bug where I'm like feverish and sweaty at night and just like can't no. see straight the whole weekend of the audition. I was staying with my friend who's a master student here at the time. And I just remember like him like seeing me go out on that first day and him being like, well, Dana, are you okay? And I was just like, well, I can't, I can't I've come thus far oh. and just popping Tylenol and because I was so sick, I wasn't really nervous because I was just like, well, just don't pass out now and do the <laughs> audition, you know? And yeah, just doing so just being a little not miserable, but just like, yeah, just not feeling good. I just didn't feel good. <laughs> and yeah. And then what happened was I so I was flying to Germany to take class in Castle. Um and at the airport, because I had transferred in Berlin, I got I saw I had a missed call from a Swedish number and then I called it back and it was the director Adolfa Bender and she was just like because and she's like oh I wanted to catch you before you were leaving because she had asked me um on the last day audition it was like a almost interview portion and she's like oh when are you leave I was like I'm leaving tomorrow and she thought I was flying back to the states mm-hmm. and she's like oh no I wanted to catch you before you went back home I was like no 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 I'm, I'm traveling around still and she's like oh yeah because I want to give you the good news and I was just like Wait. and she's like yeah I want to I want to offer you a contract 
And mind you, I, this is someone, me at that point, like I had never known what it was going to be happening more than three months in advance, four months in advance, really financially or just what I was doing. And so at first I thought she was offering me like a six month contract. Mm-hmm. So my eyes started welling up with tears. And then she was just like, I was like, oh, is it for six months? Or she's like, no, it's for a full year. And then like a little baby, I just started crying uh-huh. in the Berlin. <laughs> and uh-huh. like, it was like at a Starbucks and there was a woman like, a ways away from me looking at me being like Ooh, what's going on <laughs> but i'm just like i uh, couldn't even i just remember i couldn't even speak i was just because it was so like like i just for me i was like and i and i just i just kept saying thank you and then adolfo blesser was just so like oh so you're still in europe okay well you could you should before you fly back come back here and you'll um sign your contract before you go since you're still like around because I, I mentioned that I was going up to, after Germany, I was heading to Stockholm to do the Kohlberg audition, like yeah. in two weeks. And she was like, no, no. She's like, what you going to do is you ain't going to go to Kohlberg. You will come and sign your contract. <laughs> exactly that, <laughs> verbatim. Yeah. And I remember being like, oh. And then I'm like, like the tears, I'm like, I'm trying to be like, okay, like, <laughs> you know, so I, and I'll be, so I was like, I was like, I was, so I didn't want to like just say yes over the phone. I was like, right. I was like, I was like, can I, as I remember being like, can I tell, I was like, can I call my mom? I just want to tell my mom about it. And she was just like, yeah, of course. Yeah. 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 She's like, but when you arrive in Stockholm, we're going to book you a train. Like she was already like, <laughs> and I was like, I was like, oh, but Adolfo, I have this October audition. She's like, you don't want to dance there anyway. So you're just, like, <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, and I was like, oh, I mean, okay, but like, okay, but I'm going to call my mom, but okay. And I called my mom and then I was just maybe crying even more. Yeah. yeah, and then so the rest of the audition tour was really me just being like, so I have a job, <laughs> you know? And did, so you go to, I, did you go hmm? to the Kohlberg audition? I didn't, I didn't, I never did. Yeah, so I just, uh, I just went because, uh, you know, so I think it's also, I just trust, and there's a bit of thing like because i remember being like even once i calmed down a bit i was like mm. oh you should be like strategic about this but i just sort of kind of got a good feeling mm-hmm. and and also I, I i ended up writing them at Kohlberg and explaining why i wouldn't be there because yeah. they were expecting me and i was like hey look i just got offered this job at gothenburg and i do think i'm going to take it mm-hmm. and there's so many people out there that are looking for work and I wouldn't want to be in the space if I know I'm not actually going to take the job. And so it's just like, for thinking about like what it means to be a freelance dancer out here right now, it's just like, thank you so much for the opportunity, you know? And they were like really short and polite and be like, Oh, that's amazing. Congrats. Best of luck with that. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And I, and I, and I do stand by that. I think there's something kind or. I was going to say it is humbling to hear because many freelance dancers would have taken that space. Like, well, even though I have an audition, I just want to see what this would be like. And as you said, taking up space from somebody else who maybe didn't get to have the audition because you had that space already versus like passing it forward. Like, you know what? I got this offer. I would love to come maybe in the future we can, but fill my spot with somebody else who's more deserving of it now because I have this. Yeah. Yeah. Because for me, it's just like, I want I want everybody to be like working full time right. in a major institution and get a a, a, a livable wage. Like I was mm-hmm. I was still on like huge thing to have health insurance, and, yeah, <laughs> uh, and nice facilities. Like it's like mm-hmm. like 
you you learn so much when you freelance and i and i'm so thankful for the time that because it makes me appreciative of what i have yeah but it you know i'm just like can we all get jobs like yeah. <laughs> it, it, it can be rough out there it could be amazing but it could be rough you know and i was just like no, i don't want to even distract the, the audition panel if i right. if i don't feel in my heart i'm actually gonna take it mm-hmm. yeah and then uh yeah then i i've just been i've um, You've been here been for here. six years now yeah six six years this is the start of my seventh season technically Woo! Yeah. i've known you that long <laughs> yeah man time flies when you're having fun you know for real so, though yeah even though i really season. haven't been here for most of the time i've been out and about myself but mm-hmm. you recently told me that you got a oh my citizenship and uh, yes so, uh, we're both, yeah. so we're both so we're both so actually is, now, yeah, now that, we're both actually oh, now us uh us swedish citizenships <laughs> dual <laughs> citizens dual, yeah we're both congratulations brother in arms the swimmerigans oh, i understand now yeah i i recently yeah because it was right before the pandemic I, I was offered my permanent contract at the opera that's what you're talking about after four years uh five five ish it was in your fifth year it was in my fifth year, exactly. Yes. Yeah. So it Which started in my sixth. Typically year. doesn't happen that fast. No. So in Sweden, uh, especially in the dance companies, uh, it's typically as uh, Waldine said, they're short, they're six months, one year, three years, blah, blah, blah. And then at a certain point, mm-hmm. it's sort of like getting tenured at a university. Mm-hmm. You get a what is called like a lifetime contract. Like it's yeah. that's your job. After five years, within his fifth year, this dude got his tenure. He got his permanent contract yes. at Gothenburg Dance Company. Gothenburg Opera's yes. Dance Company. Congratulations, yes. my brother. Thank you very much. You Thank ain't you going nowhere. <laughs> you ain't go- Sorry, Coolberg. I'm here to stay. Uh, yeah. Not, no, you got your good. pension coming up, which is a beautiful mm. thing because we already get our pension anyway, no matter how many years we, like, we pay into it already. But now you right. really get a pension. Yeah, yeah, like a nice one, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 it feels nice. Um, yeah, it's like all the cheesy things of like belonging. But uh, for me, it's also um, feels like um, it's it's uh, a validation mm-hmm. of the work I've done. Um, it's acknowledgement of the work I've done. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also like is considered, I think, in many spaces, like it's an investment um because it's about like at that point like how are you i see you growing with the institution in the space so i see the potential right. for that anyway mm-hmm. um and for me yeah it's, it's a thing of belonging um because i because i in the same year so i thought it was the <laughs> uh i yeah i got my permanent contract but also i got like my citizenship and so much about um my journey here i'll say shortly has been about trying to make this space um home yeah you know and mm-hmm. and for me that's like literally physical like like my, my my apartment and there's like work financial stuff but it's also like community and trying to find that yeah and build that because i think sweden is famously known for not it's not e- easy for um <laughs> expats to come in right. if you don't have a an in like a right a, a base a, a basic or like a partner a child mm-hmm. or something that like weaves you into the society mm-hmm so um yeah i think i think i've been reflecting a lot a bit during the pandemic but also now the summer in particular about 
I feel like I can sit back and um, say that I have built something and, and I'm proud of what I've built and, uh, and that feels good. And, you know, at 34, I'm going to drop my age now. That's important yeah. for me, you know, like, uh, it's important for me to like know that I've. Uh, within 20 years, you built this within 20 years from. <laughs> yeah. From. And, and again, it's a late start 20 years in mm-hmm. your formidable years that this is all just progressed and interweaved between the academia and the cities and architecture and the coming in and out of companies and then finding your way. And as you said, little do you know, the seeds had been planted the entire time around Absolutely. of where you Absolutely. were going to be landing. So what's so what's next for Mr. Nelson? <laughs> I'm actually this season I'm going on something called Schenzlebig, uh, which is a leave of absence or a sabbatical from work. Uh, so he got so, so he got it. Wait, wait, wait. He got his contract. He's like, oh, I'ma stay. Okay, bye. I'm out for a year. <laughs> I know I there's a whole story behind that, but I'm gonna keep it cute for the podcast. <laughs> but <laughs> what I will say. No, but I will say, yeah, I think um in the pandemic, yeah, we so we just had our first um, performance last weekend with live before live audience, uh, and it had been it's been almost like eighteen months. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think everyone obviously has been affected differently by the pandemic, but for me, that was like a period of introspection and really reflecting on like yeah, what I had achieved and my future goals and things like that, and also it was like a reorganizing my life around my own schedule again like mm-hmm. working for a company full-time you work for the company full-time like i don't get to pick my days off i do not get to pick uh my holidays right um and yeah and 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 i've gotten so used to that and so it was it was disrupt it felt disruptive like when the pandemic happened because it was like okay like take class or work out if you want from home or we were limited in the amount of people we could even be in, in the opera at the same time. So it was mm-hmm. this thing of like, everyone was trying to be so careful. And I, it took a while um, and it was rough in the beginning, but I found my own rhythm mm-hmm. and I enjoyed it. And I was a bit like, Oh, I think I want to continue that a bit more uh, and see. Yeah. I mean, this year I'm just seeing it's a check-in with, with Waldine to be like, okay, where are you now? Nice. What do you want to do? It has been, if we go from like, yeah, 13, 14, a 20 year journey, I've been working professionally for like 11, almost 12 years now. I've seen, I've been working here as long as I've been like working in the, in North America and freelancing and all that. So the, the something about now it's like, okay, I take stock and like start to maybe plan or pivot or, mm-hmm. or just also like as, as one of my really good friends was telling me, she's like, you know, Dean, it's also okay to just take a break. And you know, we work in the business of inspiration and you can't schedule inspiration. We do, but you can't, you can't, you can't. You can't. And so like, not to say I'm not inspired, but it's this thing of like, I want to make sure and check in that when I walk into the studio, into the space on stage, it's I'm choosing it. Right. And, and I want it. Cause you know, especially even in this conversation, reflecting on the things that I, I did when I was a teenager, like when I was first discovering dance, mm. it was all want. It was all choice. I didn't, no one was forcing me to be in anybody's class. If I decided I just was ready to be done, probably I, in the early days, my mom would have been like, great, cool. Back to those academics. Right. So there's something so beautiful, I think, about like 
that eagerness um and yeah i'm just trying to like see if i can find that again i guess and uh yeah. finding those moments for yourself that yeah. you've the the not that you've reached the ultimate but you've reached uh-huh. the you've reached to uh a tangible point where you know what i'm now settled in a company i don't have to do the freelance life anymore i have my stability underneath me i've worked this far to get there but at that same time i've put in all this work outside now it's time for me to actually have a moment for myself inside and allow myself to settle in all of these choices and decisions that i've done up to this point that again, like we talked about with our freshman year of all mm-hmm. those choices and happenings of all those pressures and stuff. Now it's, now you're allowed, now you're allowing yourself to go, I've settled, mm-hmm. not, not, not that I've settled, but uh-huh. I'm, I'm allowed to allow myself to settle in. Now, as you said, I am home. I have my apartment. I have my career. I have this now. Let me really see where I am for myself within all of this that I have created let me take a moment for myself because as artists, we rarely do that. We, as you said, we don't get a choice of our holidays or breaks, or I don't have time to be yeah. sick. I can't be sick. I, I got to go to work. I, <laughs> I, yeah. And just continuing on that, like, I mean, I still don't know the format that it will take. I mean, maybe I will. Oh, can I get to this? Wait, hold on. Yeah. I'm going to show you for, maybe it will also take the form of this. Right. But, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> to document this moment because it's like you never hear about our creators taking really a sabbatical like that or taking time off it's it's just or allowed to do it or allowed (laughs) to do it it's such it's such a because even i'm i've explained it to like uh friends and family back home they're like wow and i'm like yeah sweden's great right like i've been saying yeah but uh yeah and i i in that way also i don't have anything to model it after Mm -hmm. i'm 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 doing my best to uh, challenge or work with my expectations to be like, Hey, just be try to be, it's going to sound cheesy, but mm-hmm. be present in the, in the current moment, see how you're feeling like to resist. Uh, yeah. Habits that I've had in the past of like, maybe like feeling like I need to achieve 8 million things in 365 days. It is only one year right, right now. And, um, and I have to say it's been a blessing actually because I I decided to take the year in December of last year mm-hmm. and then it technically started in June and the beginning of June at the end of the season but having uh activity was like really low at the opera from January through June so I had time to like be with myself and like deal with who Waldine is outside of the opera already a bit so mm-hmm. it was nice to like have those six months to be like okay 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 slow down a little bit all right all right all right and uh and i feel like really ready for what's to come um in a funny way i i i told myself i was like oh i might not dance at all like i'm so i didn't actually plan on it really but then i got the opportunity to do this project with the opera with this the piece that we uh premiered initially at the the top of the pandemic and now we're taking on tour i get to go on tour with that which is quite nice so it's a little bit of like still connecting a bit with my colleagues but like Mm -hmm not being involved in the rest of the very busy schedule right uh so something's comforting about that it feels like a really nice like yeah it feels like a nice like soft segue it doesn't Mm -hmm. feel like a a harsh end so yeah well so yeah i mean technically i'm i'm like has the sabbatical started yet or does it start when the tour is over at the end of (laughs) you know i'm like right i you know but uh i feel good though i feel really really 
good, I have to say. Good. That's how you should. All right. So there's one more sequence before we wrap this up. My last name's Gamble. Play off of it a little bit. I bought a roulette table that features 16 shot glasses that are numbered. Okay. And each shot glass uh, and the numbers represent a question. Uh So we're going to spin the magic roulette table and whichever... And then typically, uh, after the pandemic is over and stuff, and we can be in the same studio and stuff, if you don't want to answer the question, you'll have to do a shot. But uh-huh. hopefully you just trust me and you'll be able to answer the question right away. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to take the magic little roulette ball, spin it around, mm-hmm. and we land on zero. Ooh. Okay. Lucky number zero. Lucky number <laughs> <laughs> Let's start at the very beginning. A very good place yes. to start. Absolutely. Question zero is, what is your worst celebrity experience? Oh, my God. Oh, oh, easy. Done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Let it out. Let it out. <laughs> no, it is, it is both funny. It is like, it, it was baffling. But yeah. Okay. So let me set the scene. So... <laughs> So I'm trying to think. No, there's no other one. It's just this one. Anyway, um, so it's New York City, 42nd Street Studios. I'm rehearsing mm-hmm. with Camille, a Brown and Dancers, uh, like regular rehearsal, like prep for like a tour that was coming up. So, you know, we're, we, you know, 42nd Street Studios is like lots of different studios, beautiful space. And um, I think we're just waiting to enter because there was a, a, another group in in our studio mm. and so we're like laughing and joking and like you can as we do um fun group and next door to the studio where we were about to enter there was like rehearsals for some type of play and you can tell like um like the bigger productions like the, the pre-broadway things just by like the the papers that are there you're like oh it looks mm. a little bit more official and but they're the door is closed they're doing their thing we're laughing joking doing our thing and I think some of us realized it was, um, I want to remember the other guy's name, but it doesn't matter. It was like one famous actor and another famous actor, but the one in particular was Shia LaBeouf. Uh, uh, and it was, uh, they were doing a scene. And I think like we were being polite, like we, you know, like, I think we like, cause you know, it's like, oh my gosh, Shia LaBeouf. So like we like peek our, our eyes there, whatever, like to see, and we're like, okay, I think he's in the room. But like nothing, nothing more than that. And then we were like off in our corner doing our thing. And when I tell you, out of the blue, so I was thinking to like show you how, how it looked. So like the door to that um, studio flies open and out comes Mr. Shia LaBeouf in like the most like extravagant lunge, like, like this finger to the face. And it's just like, <laughs> I kid you not. Like, like spit was flying from his mouth to the, and so like your reaction was also like a few of our reactions. Cause like, I was like, oh, this is a bit like, you're, you're going to do that and go like, I'm just joking guys. How you doing? Like something like that. Like I thought he was going to be like, Hey, how you like, just, just something. And he did shh and maintained eye contact with all of us and walked right back into that studio because he was serious. And that, that was, and that and that was his way of being like, hey, because uh, another way that could have gone. Hey, guys, uh, so sorry to disturb you. We're just really um, trying to work a quiet scene right now. Is it so possible you could just be a little bit more quiet? Thank you so much. Have a good day. Peace, blessings. <laughs> <laughs>
what would we have said except for, yes, Mr. LaBeouf, of course, apologies for making noise at your very important play. But let me tell you something. What you don't do to a bunch <laughs> of grown adults is shush them, especially black people particularly. I was going to say, then, you know, black people. I, ooh, I will not say who, but there were people in the group that were like, I know he did not. <laughs> you know? And and I remember it was said, like, I don't care. He can be Shiloh for forever. Like, I will whoop his <laughs> <laughs> so that was my yeah yeah because in my, my head because in my head what would have happened was everybody would have burst out laughing like i did like yeah. out loud and just got even louder because i know he just ha! you know it was like you you know you, but you know when you see the crazy and you go not today <laughs> not today, <laughs> not today like, Satan. <laughs> that's gonna take time that i don't have and you know what <laughs> He's not worth it. He's not worth it. But yeah, I just remember. So I think, I think when he started it, I think my, I went like, ah, oh, because also it was like so short. Like I remember being like, oh, that was it. I was like, I just remember being like, I think for me, I was like angry, but I was more like, oh no, oh no. And then also just because like at that, it was around that time when like you were hearing things about him not being him. Like easy to work with and things like that. Like, that was a thing. And, you know, I'm like, okay, like, you know, people say things, but then I was just like, not when you have to like that, baby. Like, that's not going to help you. That's not going to help your case. Like, where's your PR person? Like, also, like, thinking about it now, like, if I'm a big shot movie star or whatever, if I don't feel like, even even if I feel like I cannot meet a group of strangers with, like, um, common decency and respect or, like, at least a sense of calm, no matter how upset I might be, I would say, hey, because, you know, they have, like, first second third fourth assistant directors up in this room whatever i'm like can you just ask them to be quiet please you know that's when you delegate like (laughs) (laughs) not in the age of like cell phones imagine if we recorded him imagine if we actually were like you know clap like i mean it could have gone so many it could have gone so quick anyway but i'll stop there that was my worst uh celebrity experience i was like but memorable i know it was worse for you but that was amazing for me yeah (laughs) Never and, forget. And the and the most amazing, not the most amazing, but one of the most amazing parts about it was like, oh, that's easy here. But <laughs> yeah, 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 oh, that's know. the question. <laughs> was that supposed to be hard <laughs> for me? Was that yeah. just because <laughs> you know what? It's been sitting in my heart all these years. <laughs> it's been right there. I'm like, what? Oh, oh. my god. And, uh, okay. Thank you for that. So before we go, in case people want to find out more about Mr. Waldine Nelson, are you yeah. on social media? I am. You know, I will, I should like open it up now because uh, it's private, but you can find me on Instagram at where's Waldine. So W-H-E-R. <laughs> where's Waldo? Where's Waldine? I love it. Very good. Yeah. I was a friend that was, gave me the idea, but uh, yeah, uh, I think that's mostly, I'm not on Facebook. I'm not on the TikToks because I don't know how it works. <laughs> but, but yeah, Instagram is good for now. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, thank you for joining me. This has been such a, it was therapeutic for me. Oh, because thank you. No, it's for me too. Thank no, you so much be, for be, this. Just like hearing hearing that academic story, like from start to finish, as well as all of the multi-layers behind it, yeah. and being able to really hear it from the other side and like, thank you, thank you. Mm. It was and then for other people to hear this as well, like 
most people don't understand, like there's this pendulum swing of us creatives that have this internal struggle, mm-hmm. so to speak, of yeah. I want to be creative, but everyone and everything is pushing me to be academic because I have to do this and blah, 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 blah. And then really finding yourself and they're losing yourself, number one, first to find yeah. yourself in all of Never. it. Yeah, it's amazing. So uh, just so you know, to go along with my Belgian waffle maker, I just bought an mm-hmm. ice cream maker. So, oh, OK, right. So Game we're doing on. like ice cream and waffles, some chicken and waffles. All yep. <laughs> and I might, and just because you said chicken, I might be buying an air fryer. So Ooh, now you're talking. Okay. Listen, we, <laughs> it's, it's been, I'm not able to travel, so I got to spend my money on something. I might as mm. well spend it on cooking appliances and have more social events now that, well, can have- you know, I'm, I'm one hungry mouth that will be there. So you just let me know where I'll bring my own fork. <laughs> oh, that's okay. I got, I got the cutlery. Go. I got, I got okay. the cutlery. I got the okay. condiments. You know, I got the okay. seasonings because you, you got know. the seasonings. Absolutely. Absolutely. We, well, what we're not going to do is do, uh, <laughs> right. You speak, know what I'm talking speak, speak, about. Speak carefully now. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I stopped. You know exactly uh, what I'm talking about. Uh-huh, uh-huh. All right. So before I go, if you're not doing it, make sure you're following at Gamble's Green Room on Instagram. There's a lot of behind the scenes footage, some more information about uh, all of my special guests and as well. Stay in tuned on gamblesgreenroom.com. There will be some merchandise, Gamble's Green Room merchandise coming up, sweatshirt and stuff, so you can rock the Gamble's Green Room and all that good things happening. And I've got many, many more of my special friend guests coming up in store for you. The people you need to know, the stories you want to hear. Thank you so much, Waldine Nelson, for being here, brother. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. Uh, we shall do it again soon, my friend. Absolutely. Absolutely. I look forward all to right, it. All right. All right.